Good morning. This week we see the final days of Lehi, and he has had quite the life. Wealth and comfort, prosperity, and then wilderness, hunger, fatigue, tents, and a long boat journey. He saw his family divide, and his older sons become angry, rebellious, and violent. He saw his younger sons following the Lord and enduring in faith. As he finds himself old and knowing he will die soon, he seeks to give the final counsel as, in his words, a trembling parent. What would your final words be to your children? Well, he spoke of several topics. The great things they experienced from the Lord, the mercies. He used the term be men to his grown sons, and we'll explore this a little more. He talked about Zoram being a true friend to Nephi. What's a true friend? He spoke of trials and afflictions and sorrow. Why are trials important in our journey? He testified of Jesus Christ and the atonement of Christ. And he states that he has chosen the good part. What is the good part? He dies, and his grieving son Nephi writes some very personal things about his own feelings and his struggles. He testifies of the scriptures. He testifies of the support he has from God and how that has brought him through the hard times. He testifies of prayer. He testifies of the great things from the Lord, the mercies he, he has experienced. His father said he had chosen the good part. And Nephi states, we lived after the manner of happiness. How do we, amidst the trials of life, live after the manner of happiness? Are Lehi's statements and Nephi's statements connected somehow? So let's explore each of these areas in the short time we have. First, starting with Lehi. I've been marking in my scriptures in the Gospel Library, the electronic version, Every time I find the great things or mercies. And you can do this by clicking on the verse number and then you put a tag by that verse and you use the label mercy slash great things. I then clicked on the tag icon and it brings up all the great things and mercies that were noted to this point. And it's quite a list. Imagine if we could tag all the great things and mercies we find in our own life so that at any time we could bring up a list. How would that strengthen you? How would your prayers change? Something to think about. Perhaps a notebook where you record just those things would be a powerful tool in your life. So Lehi admonishes Laman and Lemuel to be men. Now, obviously, they are grown men with families of their own, so he's not talking about their age. He wants them to live with integrity. He wants them to love God and to love people. One good gauge of how someone is doing in being men is how they treat important people in their lives. How do they treat their parents? How do they treat their wife? How do they treat their children? And then Lehi talks to Zoram and states that he's been a true friend to Nephi. What is a true friend? Someone who loves you as you are, but invites you to be better, 
someone who's loyal to you, cares about you, is supportive of you during the hard times, someone who lives the commandments. You know, the truest friends should be those in your own family. Foster family relationships and friendships. They will last forever. And then Lehi talks of afflictions, trials, sorrows, suffering, and through it all, the Lord has sustained and supported him and his family. Why trials? Why can't we just be comfortable? Well, from Elder Howard W. Hunter, he talks about Nephi, Lehi, and several of of the other people in scripture, and he said, these are biographies of faith. Men whom God has honored because they relied on him in times of their extremity. They learned the truth that God chose them in the furnace of affliction. Today, other biographies of faith are being written. Saints who, like Job, suffer physical pain, emotional sorrow, and even disloyalty from friends, yet remain faithful. Saints who, like Jacob, see sons and daughters not so valiant as they should be, but who bless them for their potential. Saints who, like Paul, endure ridicule and endure to the end. Saints who, like Nephi, must separate themselves from family because of their commitment to the gospel. There are those who know pain and sorrow because the loss of loved ones, who know spiritual sorrow because children go astray, who experience loss of health, financial reverses, emotional distress, and yet, like Job, they resolve, when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. We recently celebrated the birthday of President Spencer W. Kimball. Most of us are familiar with the fact that this great, that great adversity has been his companion for a great portion of his 85 years. He spoke from experience when he wrote these words. Being human, we would expel from our lives physical pain and mental anguish and assure ourselves of continual ease and comfort. But if we were to close the doors upon sorrow and distress, we might be excluding our greatest friends and benefactors. Suffering can make saints of people as they learn patience, long-suffering, and self-mastery. So next, Lehi testifies of Jesus Christ and his atonement for us. When I think of the atonement, sometimes I think about that story that Jeffrey R. Holland told in conference in 2015, maybe you remember it. It kind of illustrates the feelings of being saved from a fall that's gonna mean sure death. He used this true story as a metaphor to help us understand and appreciate our desperate need to be rescued by the Savior. He said, while rock climbing without any safety gear in Southern Utah, two brothers encountered a encountered a protruding ledge that kept them from reaching the top of a canyon wall. They could not get over it, nor could they safely climb back down. The older brother was able to boost the younger brother up and over the ledge to safety, but he knew he could not reach the ledge himself without jumping. He also knew he faced the risk of falling to his death if he tried to jump. Since he did not want his younger brother to see him fall and die, he told his brother to look for a tree branch. 
The older brother then leapt as high as he could and grabbed the ledge, but unable to hold on to it, he started slipping toward his death. But then suddenly, like a lightning strike in a summer storm, two hands shot out from somewhere above the edge of the cliff, grabbing my wrists with a strength and determination that belied their size. My faithful little brother had not gone looking for any fictitious tree branch. Guessing exactly what I was planning to do, he had never moved an inch. He had simply waited silently, almost breathlessly, knowing full well I would be foolish enough to try to make that jump. And when I did, he grabbed me, held me, and refused to let me fall. Those strong brotherly arms saved my life that day as I dangled helplessly above and would surely have been certain death. If you'd been in this situation, what feelings might you have had for that brother of yours that had saved you from falling? In 2 Nephi 2.26, one of the verses that um, we're studying, Lehi says, And the Messiah cometh in the fullness of time, that he may redeem the children of men from the fall. And because they are redeemed from the fall, they have become free forever, knowing good from evil, to act for themselves and not to be acted upon, save it be by the punishment of the law at the great and last day, according to the commandments which God hath given. And then Lehi states that he has chosen the good part. What is the good part? By his life and example, that is simply put, he chose God. He chose obedience to God. Now for Nephi. He testifies of the scriptures. In chapter 4, verse 15, we learn how to read the Book of Mormon. He mentions three things. Delight. His heart delights. That's different than hungering and thirsting. Do you delight in the scriptures? Second one, my heart pondereth them. Do we think about what we've studied throughout the course of our day? And then he talks about writing these scriptures for the learning and profit of of my children. When we study and learn and live the scriptures, they are written in our lives and our actions. And our family reads this living scripture, and it is to their benefit. He testifies of the support he has from God and how he has brought him through hard times. He speaks in powerful terms the support, the mercy, the great things the Lord has done to bring him through hard times. He testifies of prayer. Consider the last prayer you offered. Was it mighty prayer, as Nephi describes it, or was it just prayer? He testifies of the great things from the Lord, the mercies he has experienced. His father said he had chosen the good part, and Nephi states, we lived after the manner of happiness. How are those connected? How do we, amidst the trials of life, live after the manner of happiness? The manner of happiness is a direct result of the choices this group of people made. They loved God. They loved each other. They obeyed the commandments. It's like a stick, one end labeled choice and the other consequence. You cannot pick up one without getting the other. 
If you chose God, the consequence is living after the manner of happiness. Note, not trial-free, but even with the fiery trial, you find the support of the Lord. If you chose not to follow God, the consequence is as Laman and Lemuel demonstrate vividly. President Howard W. Hunter taught, in our lives and our if our lives and our faith are centered on Jesus Christ and his restored gospel, nothing can go permanently wrong. On the other hand, if our lives are not centered on the Savior and his teachings, no other success can ever be permanently right. Challenge questions. Everybody except kindergarten, what stood out to you today in the podcast and why? And kindergarten, why do you like scripture stories? Well, have a great week and remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.